When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome everybody to the 21st episode of Blockbuster Mentality. I'm your host, Ben Secord. It is Friday, June, <laughs> July 15th, 2016. Wow. Yeah, already starting off on a good note here. <laughs> With me, as always, is your co-host, Brandon H. Yeah, I'll have what she's having. Man, we haven't uh, haven't been around the last couple of weeks, but I'm oh, no. sure happy to be back. I am too. I uh, was having some podcast withdrawals. I, I felt like I was I needed to talk some movies with someone, and I well, had nobody. Know, I just talked to myself a lot, yeah, but a little know, crazy. Like we said on our Twitter, we had some vacation time and some illnesses. So, but we're back and we're ready to Yeehaw! go. <laughs> Today we have a lot to talk about. Definitely a packed show. We're going to go over some new. Uh, uh, developments in the Pokemon movie, uh, some Gambit news again. Uh, we're going to talk some DC, like Suicide Squad, and uh, Matt Damon possibly joining the uh, DC universe someday. Uh, going to talk some Tarantino, Monsters universe, and a whole lot more. So sit back, relax, let's talk some movies. But first as always i know you guys probably don't remember i mean it's been weeks since we've been here but uh remember the alamo (laughs) that's right but uh obviously we're gonna go over this past weekend's box office results and it's uh again animation is taking over 2016 number one the secret life of pets 104 Point three million in its first week. Uh, we had The Legend of Tarzan uh, at number two with twenty one million. Number three, Finding Dory uh, with twenty point eight million. Number four, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates sixteen point six million. And number five, The Purge Election Year twelve point three million. So. What are your thoughts on this week's uh, box office results? Well, like you said it earlier, man, this is no surprise. Secret Life of Pets, number one. You're right. This has been a uh, domination uh, time for uh, animated movies. I mean, just going down this list, Finding Dory at three, but look at the total gross, $423 million. Yep. How many weeks? Four weeks. I mean, these movies are blowing it out of the water. I mean, I'm looking... I mean, there's been a lot of flops in the top ten. If you look, BFG, yeah. forty million dollar budget, thirty eight million to show for it. Yeah, you get and ID four or Independence Day Part Two, hundred sixty five million dollar budget, only ninety one million. I mean, really, in all honesty, The Shallows, seventeen million budget, forty five million dollars. I mean, that's good for the studio. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's amazing. Some of these movies that put that much money in the budget and they're not seeing any results from it. I know. Even, I mean, Tarzan jumped or stayed at number two this week and still $81 million out of its $180 million budget. 
But yeah, then animation domination, I will say here. Yeah, Secret Life of Pets, 104 million. That is crazy. But yeah, like you said, BFG only 7.8 million in its second week at number seven this week. Yeah, it's it's been crazy. A lot of flops this year. But uh, but yeah, that that animation, like I said, I uh, I saw uh, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Obviously, last week uh, would have given given my review um, on the show. Uh, but didn't have a show last week, but I posted the review on our blog, mm-hmm. um, www.blockbustermentalityblog.wordpress.com. Check it out there. I love the movie. I had a great time with it. It was hilarious. Definitely recommend going to see that. Um, but, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the box I mean, office. Or did you have more thoughts? Yeah, just a sidebar on that. Uh, not, not the Mike and... What is it? Mike and Dave wedding dates, but... Finding Dory, just, I want to touch on that for a second. Now the highest domestic film of 2016. If that just passed Captain America. But the kicker, and I will probably, actually it's going to wind up passing Batman versus Superman more than likely. But the whole the thing is, I don't know if they'll catch Captain America Civil War as far as the world grows. They're at $1.15 billion. Uh, what is Dory? Dory's currently sitting at... For worldwide? Worldwide yeah. box office. Yeah, this, um, I always use box office mojo, and always just shows the uh, domestic. Um, yeah, it's sitting at six hundred three million worldwide right oh, now. Oh wow! So yeah, they're gonna. They're not. I, I mean, that's gonna be a miracle to catch up. Yeah, but even so, I mean, both both Disney movies, and yeah, they're just rolling in the cash nowadays, movie wise. I actually attempted to see Finding Dory this weekend when I was on vacation, and uh, saw about twenty minutes of it. Took my three kids. Uh, I have a daughter who's about a year and a half thought she'd love it but she did not want to sit in the theater so i was out in the lobby most of the movie uh with her and the funny thing is that she wouldn't sit for that but she would sit there watching a movie on my phone Mm, just fine so love it (laughs) so yeah that was uh my finding dory uh, experience but i heard it was great my wife said it was great and my older son loved it so obviously it shows with the box office results but, anyways, um, that's probably the longest we stayed on box office That results. is the longest we stayed on box office results. <laughs> we're at the six-minute mark here, man. Um, but, yeah, so we're we'll just jump into our first news story. Obviously, lots of news happened this past couple weeks, but we're just going to kind of stick to what's happened in the current week. Um, obviously, back in April, we talked about... Uh, Pokemon movie possibly taking place. <sighs> um, <laughs> they were uh, there was a bidding war for the for the rights of it. Obviously between uh, a lot of, obviously a lot of studios such yeah. as Sony Pictures, Warner Brothers, Legendary Pictures, and it looks like according to Deadline that Legendary Pictures is in, in the lead to acquire the rights to make a live action movie based on the popular Nintendo video game. Um, there's obviously been a surge of interest in in Pokemon in the last several days. You know, the last week because of this crazy <sighs> app, <laughs> Pokemon Go. I see, it's like everywhere you go online and the internet. It's all about that. Have you seen people playing that? <laughs> uh, yes, I've seen people playing it. I've seen people getting almost car accidents. Uh, I've seen people not paying attention walking. Um, yeah, I've seen it. I'm not a big fan of it. You know, yeah. If you pay attention to the news, there's people getting robbed uh, playing this game. Because they're dropping special hints. Oh, go to this place and you'll find a hidden Pokemon. Nope, you're going to find a goon in your face. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems like everybody's playing Pokemon Go. Right now, if you're going to make a movie, definitely the time to do yeah. it. I mean, it's smart. So Yeah, definitely. try it. I would, If I were them, I would try to make it quick. 
because you know people lose interest quick <laughs> um, yep. but uh but yeah everyone loves this game and yeah if they're they can somehow i just don't know where a story will be with it but uh who who am i uh th- i mean they're obviously legendary like i said it looks like they're the ones that uh had the winning bid uh, for the rights. Um, nothing's you know set in stone yet, but uh, Deadline reports that details are scant at this point and no deal has been closed, but I am uh, persuaded that it's headed that way. Attempts to get comment from Leg- Legendary were unavailing and calls to Pokemon USA were not returned. So, um, obviously, take this with a grain of salt, but yeah, it looks like they're starting to get the ball rolling a little bit and trying to get this out there, but... I mean, do we know if this is supposed to be a CGI, real-life action? Uh, do, do they say? It says live action, so it's mm. going to be real life. I mean, I don't know if it's going to have... I mean, I would assume it would have some sort of CGI mixed in with it, um, kind of like with what Warcraft just did, um, which, you know... Pika, Pika! <laughs> oh, man, yeah, it, it should be interesting. Um, but, yeah, we'll obviously keep you guys updated on it and see where you go from here but yeah i mean this game is crazy every everywhere Are you, you look it? don't tell me you're I, I, I downloaded uh, it i, I should even i should have <laughs> asked you before we did this podcast I, are you serious i, I didn't pl- i haven't played oh. it per se i've you know just played around with the app i've i haven't walked anywhere for it i caught a couple pokemon in my house but that's about it so um but yeah I, some some of my friends and even my cousin he's big into it and he, he loves myself? it so can I excuse myself? Hey, from people, the... people like what they like. Uh, yeah, obviously, so. you're in the minority for not liking it. Yeah, it looks know, like I'll most be proud people. of it. <laughs> Hashtag Pokemon Life Hashtag Matter. Pokemon. All right, what's next? Well, I don't even know how to move on to this next story. I'm still thinking <laughs> about you playing Pokemon. Hey, um, God, I had to see what the fuss was all about. I, I understand that. I understand that. Well, I mean, we've been talking about this Gambit story on and off uh, throughout the last couple of months. Looks like there's finally some progress moving forward. Uh, Simon Kinberg, who is one of the people supervising the movie, just revealed, finally, a script has been completed. So that's that's news right there in itself because the script's been going through transition period for this last couple months as we've been talking about. Uh, and the quote says, yeah, we have a great script on that. And we hope to start shooting the movie at the beginning of the spring of next year. So that confirms they're looking at actually starting this movie. Which, we talked about dates before, would probably set it for one of the two 2018 dates that Fox had uh, mentioned already. Yep. So, before I even go to the next story on that one, what do you think about that? I mean, cool if it's true, but I mean, we've heard so much about this movie, nothing, nothing's happened. It's just going to get pushed back again, history shows. but Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think if it gets pushed back again, you might see Channing Tatum drop. I, I know, mean, I mean... Is... I mean, he's... They don't have contracts or anything no. yet, do they? I mean, no, I don't yeah. believe so. I, I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, if you know, it, we actually get a confirmed announcement that it is coming out this date, which I think we've gotten before. But uh, unless we get anything more concrete, I don't, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see Tatum sticking around a project like this too yeah. much longer. I mean, yeah, he's got. Like a, he was already growing the hair out. Remember at the what was that the Oscar? Yeah, Oscar, one of the award shows. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just, that's one of the po- projects I would have loved to have seen him do because that's a character he cares about. But, I mean, how when do you tap out and say, okay, that's that's good enough for me? Yeah. I mean, you got to think, yeah, he's got to clear his schedule for other things. And I'm sure good opportunities have come up that he might have passed on before because of Gambit. 
and you know might regret that so enough's got to be enough at some point for him so we'll see what happens gotcha well also in the same interview uh kenberg uh went on to talk about josh boone's new mutants movie um he didn't go into too much uh discussion on it but he did say the script and the roster is very loyal to the comics so that should be good news for us comic book fans and he said that the filming production should start real, sometime real soon. So, I don't know if you read the New Mutants comic books, but the roster, if it's clo- if they keep it to the comics, the original roster should be entertaining for the fans. Um, you know, we had rumors of Storm, you know, what was it, Alexandria's ship mm-hmm. um, coming back to be in that movie. But if they keep the original roster, it should be entertaining. What do you... Do you you don't read the comics. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much of a say in this, but uh, but yeah, I mean, if it's people like the comics and they're trying to keep true to that, great. But I mean, what do you have any more thoughts on that? I mean, I, I mean, it's it's unless we start going into the history of all the characters, on yeah. the original roster, which we don't have time to do that. But I mean, it was just what's the word I'm looking for to describe the roster? It's very. Mm, the characters in the comics play off each other extremely good. Yeah. Like you said, it's it's a teen drama almost, but with powers and a little bit more your lives are on the, on the line all the time. So Yeah, but I mean that would be cool if it's the same act- actress as Storm, you know, keep, yeah, keeping yeah, the con- continuity going there. So that would be cool. Hmm. 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 Yeah, I have a lot oh. to say on this topic. I know you do. <laughs> Why don't we just go ahead and move on to the next topic? Yeah, what do we got? Well, Mr. Matt Damon, you know, this, we knew this was going to happen sooner or later. Anytime you have Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, you know, they're always mentioned together. Well, Mr. Matt Damon finally said he would be up to play a DC Comics hero or villain under Mr. Affleck's direction. Um, and this is what he quote. His quote is, if Ben was directing me, I'd jump on it in a New York minute, Damon told the Irish Examiner. I'd love to work with Ben. The problem is Ben is, uh, is every time he directs a movie, he gives himself the best role in it. So until he's willing to give up the best role to one of his friends, we're not going to go with it. But obviously he was laughing when he said that. But yes, Matt Damon, obviously a great actor. Could you see him in a Batman movie? Uh-huh. And if... So, what villain? Uh, hypothetically, yes. I mean, I could see him, and I would love to see him as a hero or a villain. Um, realistically, I don't think it'll ever happen. Um, Such a Debbie Donner. No, I mean, it's just, you know, obviously he's going to say, yeah, I want to be in a movie with my friend. And, you know, um, as in as a, what character I want to see him. Um, I mean, does it? necessarily have to be a batman or a batman character or i mean well the point of the article was he said he would do it if <laughs> ben affleck was directing so more so, than likely would have to be yes. a batman um i could see him in a scarecrow role um huh yeah that's a t- maybe a harvey dent um i don't know if he's i could i could maybe see him as harvey dent um type role um yeah i mean what do you what do you think i was thinking two-face but i mean the one that everybody and their mom usually goes with is hush oh yeah yeah that's true i mean now they're best friends growing up i mean it's a great storyline ben affleck matt damon obviously close friends so you can get that whole dynamic of them being friends 
turned enemies. Um, I, I would go with Hush if I had to pick a character for him. Um, he'd he'd make an odd Riddler. I was bouncing that around in my yeah, head a little bit. Yeah, I would thought about that for a second, but uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting. I just I it's hard to see him as a villain because I mean he really hasn't played that kind of role. And that's why that I think I be, think that's why of. I think it would be fun to actually see that too. That'd yeah. be, uh, just like who we're talking about, Michael Keaton. Yeah, kind of villain. I haven't seen him really. Yeah, so be it's it awesome. True. Yeah, I, I mean, I would love it. I just, yeah, I think these comments are just kind of, you know, he's just kind of having fun with it, and Debbie obviously, I, I'm not <laughs> trying to be I a Debbie Donner. I'm just trying to it. be trying to be realistic. Oh. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously. He would have to be a villain. I can't see him. Maybe he'll be Robin. <laughs> um, yeah, you would love that. But we'll see. That would be really cool, though. Maybe we'll get an announcement soon. I just, I mean, obviously, yeah, Ben Affleck would want him, I'm sure. But it also, there's producers involved and other things. And But I'm just going, I'm rambling at this point. So what do we got next? Yeah. Well, we have some news uh, from the Suicide Squad world. Well, this might be the first time Batman's actually freaking scary, according to the director. Um, Yes, please. We are used to seeing Batman, and this makes sense to me. We're always used to seeing Batman from his point of view. You know, he's the hero in all the movies. Well, you know, what the director's going for is how the villains view Batman interesting take on that yeah he's a good guy he's a hero in his own movies all the time we've seen and it, it goes on to say if you look at bruce wayne what he has done in creating batman's persona he has the idea of to terrorize criminals it's sort of psychology psychological warfare against criminals um it goes on to say that if you think about it he comes in the night attacks and pulls criminals from society so that's from the first time we're going to see batman from the point of the criminals and he's freaking scary so what do you think on that approach? I didn't think of, that's an amazing approach. We're going to yeah. see it from the eyes of the criminals and how they feel on Batman. It's going to be uh, definitely yeah. interesting. Yeah, and I, you know, obviously read somewhere that you, I mean, you don't really think of it, but it's going to be the first movie ever that's not told from the well, the first movie ever that that has Batman in it that's not told from Batman's point of view, which is an awesome concept. Him being actually terrifying to these criminals. I mean, we get glimpses of that in, you know, Batman Begins or basically all the Batman films, but to really be kind of the, the focal point of it, I think is very intriguing. Um, and even kind of makes, because we're seeing this from the villains perspective, you know, they're kind of humanizing these villains and we're kind of, kind of see them as good guys in this almost Yeah, that it'll almost seem like Batman's a bad guy and is terrorizing them, you know? So it'll be very interesting to get that, you know, reverse side of things. That's, it's an awesome way to think about it. And then, yeah, it just gets me even more excited for suicide squad. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you even more. Man, I just love the way the article says, Pulls criminals from society at night. I mean, I cannot wait yeah, to see this. That's... You know, and it's like I I should have wrote it down, but they had box office predictions for the first week in a Suicide Squad, and the, the, yeah. those numbers were really. good. I think it said 125 million or something. Yeah, so I was yeah. thinking something like that. So, yeah, I mean, crazy. This we've we've talked about it before. This movie, as far as tweets on Twitter and mention of Suicide Squad compared to other movies. It's blown away a competition. Yeah. Right now, Suicide Squad's killing it on every aspect of media. So hopefully it pays out. At the end of the day, I just want a good movie. You know? Yeah. 
No, and it's it's just so unique looking. I think that's why it's get cat getting so so much attention. I mean, it's had unique trailers with unique music, and the just the even the color schemes. You know, when you get down to it, you know, like the bright or bright green and the the purples, and it's just you know fun to look at even. So I mean, it's got a lot of people's attention. You know, it's, it's you know. Has the quote in the trailer "Worst Heroes Ever," and uh, it's just an interesting concept for a film, uh, let alone a, a you know superhero movie. So I mean, it's it's got a lot. It's got my attention, obviously. But yeah, I mean, even people who aren't, you know, even my dad, you know, he was when I showed him the trailer, he was just blown away by it and just said how awesome it looks. And he's not even you know big into these movies. So yeah, it should be. Yeah, this I'm all geeked now. So thank you for you tickling my fancy. You is as welcome as you are welcome. I don't think that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that worked. I I liked it. Um, and then don't we have more news in regards to yeah, Suicide we Squad? Do. Um, well, you know, misdirection once again by the director. Um, we've been trying to figure out who the villain is of Suicide Squad. Well, apparently. Um, there's multiple villains, you know, they go on to say, um, uh, from what was it? Comicbook.com. Um, the adversary, which is one of the villains, which is not an established DC character. So we don't know what kind of villain he's going to be, but I'm assuming it's the thing that controls those, uh, smaller eye creature guys that they show them killing in the trailer. All those guys, the weird looking dudes. Oh yeah. Uh, they're going to be somehow part of him. Then they also go to mention that the Joker, obviously, he's going to be a minor adversary for Task Task Force X. Just a minor? Yep, that's what it says in the article. His whole goal is to reconnect with uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Okay. And then at some point, it looks like Enchantress um, is going to be joining the adversary somehow. It looks like he might, should have said spoiler alert, um, takes over her and uh, makes her turn against her allies. So... Yeah, I mean, so we're going to be looking at multiple villains. I mean, hopefully the article's wrong on Joker being minor. Well, I mean, it makes... I mean, if they mean minor in the fact that, you know, he's they're just going to provide... He's going to be like a minor hiccup to their mission just because he's trying to get Harley Quinn and then Harley Quinn is trying to stay with them and they have to maybe save her at one point and then go on their actual mission. That I can see, and but him still being very much in it. I mean, he's in, you know... He's the focal point of almost every trailer so far. You know, everyone wants to see him. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think the minor means he has a minor role in the movie. He just has a minor, gives them a minor setback in their mission. I can dig that. You know, and I just want to touch on this. I forgot this from the last article, but uh, he goes on to say uh, a lot of flashbacks. So, I mean, are we going to get flashbacks and what are you thinking? Flashbacks of pre-Joker with tattoos? Are we going to get flashbacks Robin well, getting murdered? Didn't the, one of the trailers show him, like, laying on the ground and he didn't have, and, like, some of his chest to, tattoos or something? He didn't look like or, he had a tattoo on his face either. Yeah, so, I don't, so I mean, no, I, I'm fine with that. I mean, if a lot of his scenes are just flashbacks, great. We haven't seen this Joker before, so whatever they show us, great. I, I mean, a lot of it, there is going to be flashback scenes, because you see him and Harley Quinn in that club at one point in the trailers. Um, that you, I would assume that's a flashback scene. I would assume that the movie starts with all these, you know, the Suicide Squad in jail. 
mm-hmm. and then them going back and forth showing how Harley Quinn, you know, became Harley in- Quinn. Yes. <laughs> Cause did they even show her as like a, or like a normal, what is she a psychiatrist or mm-hmm. yeah, a psychiatrist at one point, um, which I think there were just images they showed of the movie. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, there's going to be a lot of flashbacks. I just hope that club scene is at the Iceberg Lounge. That would be oh. so cool. a little throw, not an Easter egg. Oh, yeah. It's a Penguin's Joint, for those who don't know. It's, um, that would be, be awesome. Awesome little nod to that. Yeah, that that's off. another thing. Yeah, this movie's going to have a lot of Easter eggs in, in obviously, the Batman universe, um, which, obviously, is the same universe as all of DC. But you know what I mean. You know, the Easter eggs in Gotham, I would say. Hey, how are you? Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, I'm totally so, geeked for this now. Even though it's a little bit off the subject, do you think this will have any Justice League tie-ins or is it strictly Batman building uh, universe? I mean, I, I don't think tie-ins that are necessary, like you won't have to see Suicide Squad to get Justice League. I don't think it'll have important plot points for that. I mean, I, yeah, I just think it'll be little tiny hints and little tiny uh, Easter eggs that you don't necessarily have to catch. I mean, I think there'll be a end credit scene, maybe, that'll show something for the Justice League, just kind of teasing at that or something towards... I, I would assume it, it wouldn't be Wonder Woman because it would have to be something relating still to Suicide Squad and that whole thing. But what do you think? Well, just listen to you, I changed my whole opinion. I, I think definitely for me it's gonna be more Batman building universe. Yeah. Stuff to build his universe up. They didn't even did they have a closing credit scene at the end of Yeah, when I was saying that I, I thought they did, but yeah, they didn't. They just had no. the casket shaking and that's how it ended, right? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um but I mean, people, if you haven't seen Batman vs. Superman yet, <laughs> I mean, I'm, uh, that, I'm going to take your spoiler alert back, sir. You don't give yourself a spoiler alert. Thank Shame you. on you, people. Have you seen the ultimate cut yet for no, Batman vs. No, I, I haven't. I mean, I, I heard like the flow is a lot better in it. But... I mean, ever since I found out Jenna Malone wasn't Batgirl, I'll tell you what. I was honestly <laughs> like, uh, I'm going to watch just for that. And now uh, I'm like, she's a scientist. Sorry, she's man. She's a scientist. Speaking of that, while we're on Suicide Squad, Scott Eastwood... Right. Clint Eastwood's kid. Yep. You know, there's all those rumors floating around about his character in the movie. A lot of people were saying he was Dick Grayson. Really? Under- undercover. Um, they had another character. Now, the director's pretty much saying it's no, what, what nobody's expecting. So, what, what you can you see him being anybody special? I mean, the Dick Grayson thing kind of made sense. Batman sent him uh, undercover. What? I mean, he looks a role like a Nightwing character. Because he's, he's in Suicide he's Squad? He's in Suicide Squad. Yeah. And he's, I think he's running under the command of um, Rick Flagg, which is uh, the guy who's in control of the Suicide Squad. Right. So, you know, that was a rumor floating around. It kind of made sense to me. I could see that. Scott Eastwood, about the same age Nightwing, Nightwing would be. Physique looks like him. Um, but no, apparently not. I mean, yeah, I, I, I. You think he's just a minor character now? I mean, there. That's a pretty big actor for. Well, for a him, minor... to, yeah. I mean, for him to say it would surprise people, that leads me to believe he still is a bigger character. Um, but I don't think he's Dick Grayson. That just doesn't. I would have loved it. I know. Yeah, Wish it would have been awesome. Game. It would have been awesome. Game. Here I am, Debbie Downer again. But, uh, but yeah, J- not Jai Courtney. Um, Rick Flag, uh, Joel Kinnaman, mm-hmm. who plays Rick Flag, I, I, 
because it was supposed to be Tom Hardy at first. Is mm-hmm. that who Tom Hardy was going to play? Was yeah. I'm kind of glad it is this guy because I think Tom Hardy would have distracted from it, you know, because he has more star power now. And so I, I'm, I mean, I, I'm saying this without even seeing the movie, but uh, <laughs> I just think they would try to focus a little more on that character where you really don't need to because it's Tom Hardy. So I'm kind of glad it is more of a a lesser known actor. Um, but anyways, that's besides the point. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, is that all we have for Suicide that's Squad? That's all or? we have for the Suicide Squad, sir. All right. So what, uh, is it me next? That is you, people. Uh, um, no, I think it's you. What do we got? Nope, Something about friend. scrolls? Nope. Actually, uh, was... <laughs> yes, it is scrolls, actually. <laughs> you got me. I just gave you a tease for our next story, folks. Well, um, sorry, sorry, bear with me, guys. We're back a couple of weeks off, so we're just trying to get yeah, back to the Yeah, we're just things. getting the groove, you know? Um, the scrolls looks like the film rights, once again. You know, there's always confusion. Um, we've talked about this every week, I feel like, that we're on here. Marvel owns certain right, rights to certain characters. The other characters are divided up amongst other studios. You have Fox that owns X-Men, Fantastic Four, and anything associated with that. You have Marvel that pretty much owns everything else. And Sony owns Spider-Man. So one of the things which we all assumed was going to be under Fox and Fantastic Four was the Skrulls. Uh, the Skrulls are best known for being in Fantastic Four. They're a shape-shifting alien race. Um, they're best known for uh, one of Marvel's big events. They usually have one big event a year in the comics. Uh, they stole a show, 2008 Secret Invasion, which was the Skrulls. Uh, kidnapping uh, major Marvel characters, replacing them, and secretly building up a secret invasion. So it's actually a pretty big deal that the Skrulls are co-owned by Fox and Marvel, I guess. I'm trying to make this flow correctly. (laughs) What I'm looking for is, I guess, certain Skrulls are owned strictly by Fox, which is Super Skrull, which has the powers of Fantastic Four. So, long story short, yes, the scrolls can be used by Marvel and Fox, just like Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are used by both Fox and Marvel, different characters, different different abilities, different timelines, but yes, the same concept. Please help me explain this better. But yeah, ahead. no, I mean, so the scrolls can be used by both Fox and Marvel, Marvel a.k.a. Disney. And, but they're, they're separate. They're still separate. They're still separate. So they're not in the same universe, cinematic universe, but they both can, are allowed to use them in their respective stories. Yes. Okay. We got That's it. what I was trying to say, <laughs> which, like I said, is exciting because that opens up the door for so many different storylines. You know, we were wondering about phase four. I mean, yeah, was that? Because, I mean. Go ahead. No, we're just wondering about how Phase Four is when they go. Yeah, I mean, what's uh, I mean, what other major characters deal with the scrolls? Like what? I mean, the Avengers have a lot of times with them. I mean, that's a big thing. Avengers and Fantastic Four, but that Secret Invasion affected everybody. Okay, uh, across the board, X Men, Fantastic Four, Avengers, pretty much all of Marvel. Nobody knew who was a scroll, and nobody knew who wasn't a scroll, and that was the whole point of Secret Invasion. Okay. Um, is there any notable scrolls like? Characters. Uh, Super Scroll is probably the most well-known one. He literally has all the powers the Fantastic Four does. Um, he's fought a lot of people in Marvel. Um, 
Yeah, Johnny Storm married a scroll on accident. Well, I shouldn't say an accident. She lied to him. Uh, she pretended to be. In the comics, the thing. Uh, she's been in the movies. The blind girl. Who dated the thing in the first Fantastic Four movie and the second one? She was blind. You probably didn't watch them, did you? Yeah. No. Yes, I did. Um. Yeah, I can't think of. Her character was taken over by a scroll. Yeah. She okay. left Thing for Human Torch, which caused a huge rival between the two, and it turned out she was a scroll. Huh. So. Well, I'll be. I mean, so we're trying to figure out, you know, wh- where they can go with villains in Phase Four. I guess. I mean, you could secretly build up little seats, and maybe those scrolls being here all all along, and. Replacing heroes or people in important positions. I don't know. I mean, just a lot of different things you can do. You know, and on that same note, you know, uh, we've been out a couple of weeks, but a report came out Fox and Marvel were sitting down to talk about maybe trying to strike up some kind of deal. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, Fox has to see what what's happening over at Sony. Yeah. Spider-Man, how much money that I, made. Did someone... Forgive me if it was, you already said this in the article, but did someone just come across this and, you know, the rights, someone just realized that they both have the rights? or if Actually, it was, James Gunn, who was directing uh-huh. Guardians of the Galaxy, is when I came out and said that Marvel owns the rights. Oh, okay. They both share the rights. So it just wasn't really common knowledge. It wasn't that common knowledge. Yeah. Everybody just assumed it was the scrolls were owned by, I mean, it makes sense. That's yeah, because they're with Fantastic Four. Primary Fantastic Four. Right. So, um but yeah, I mean that's like I said. It'll no, be, I mean it's great. Yeah, I mean because it opened up, like you said, opens up more stories to tell for Marvel Studios, and you know even if it's uh, obscure to a lot of people, look at Guardians of the Galaxy. That was obscure. That was a hit. They're making a second one, which I think is finally fi- it finished filming. We should be getting a trailer here come Comic-Con or some sort of tease towards it, um, which is really exciting. We're going to have probably a lot to talk about, uh, not next week, but the week after, because that'll be after Comic-Con. So we'll have a lot to talk about there. Sidebar, by the way. Um, Michelle's going to be there. Yeah. um, But yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm glad this opens up other stories for Marvel Studios, so. They ain't going to run out of no stories to tell. I'll tell you that much right there. All right. Is that all you got with that? That is all I have on that, sir. So we're going to switch gears a little here. I mean, it's not really a huge news story. It's just kind of interesting uh, comments from Quentin Tarantino, who, you know, I love. Uh, (laughs) Love all his films. Um, and surprisingly, I mean, you, people might not know this. He's, he's only made, uh, eight films, uh, actually, yeah, eight films, uh, as of 2000, as of now. Um, you think, you think it would be more than that, but he has been saying for a few years now that he's actually going to stop at 10 films total because he writes and directs both, uh, all of his films. Um, but right now he's at eight, um, and you, he he counts uh, Kill Bill as one movie, Kill Bill Volume 1, Kill Bill Volume 2. Um, but recently, um, at a festival, I just had the festival, it was in Jerusalem, Jerusalem Film Festival, uh, he was asked about this again, and he did confirm again that he is planning on stopping at 10 films. Uh, so it'll be two more, he said. Um but he then went on uh, to blur them uh, to blur the message a little. He said, "Quote: Even if at seventy-five, if I have this other story to tell, it would still kind of work because that would make those 
that would make those 10. They would be there, and that would be that. But the one he did... Oh, wait, what? But the one he did when he was an old effing man, he's being Tarantino's... Oh, my goodness. This article is written terribly. <laughs> um, but anyways, he just goes on to say that, you know... If he makes one at seventy five, it has a story to tell. He would, uh, he would, you know, make one as long as it's a story to tell. But it, you know, wouldn't really hinder the other ten because that was done in his prime. And this one at seventy five will just kind of be him in his, uh, as he put it, in his uh, old folks' home, and it is never put on the same shelf next to the other ten, so it doesn't contaminate the other ten. <laughs> um, hope that all made sense. I. Can, can you help me here? Can you help me with the... Uh... <laughs> I'm staring at you and disbelief right now, and I'm trying to figure out... Yeah, you should probably talk into the microphone. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to figure out what you were reading, too. Yeah, uh... it, this article was written terribly, or maybe I'm just totally messing up. But anyways, the bottom line is he's pl- been saying for years now that he plans to stop at 10 films, with eight, which I think is good because, I mean, he's said that you know directors will continue making films and they just keep losing quality you know after each film they make but he just kind of wants to stop on a high note you know just get his 10 films out and be done and then you know work on different writing material like film critiquing things like that but uh but yeah i mean i I find these comments interesting you know at least it's not necessarily he's done at 10 because i mean if he has a real good story he wants to tell he'll make another i mean even if it's terrible at 75 it's good to know that we're not totally done with tarantino just at 10 you know there could still be another one what uh what do you think you know what tarantino i think i mean i i feel like he would actually stop at 10 i mean yeah i just feel like he's the kind of guy who would probably do that i mean i which i, I mean I, I just feel like he would no i mean it makes sense because like I said, I mean, it's good to end on a high note. I mean, look at, look at, I mean, even though, I mean, I wasn't crazy about Hateful Eight, but I mean, it still was Tarantino. It was his own unique, you know, style, things like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, if he stops at 10, great. You know, we have these 10 films of Tarantino to always look at for uh forever but uh but you know even if he does do a movie you know at 75 years old i think he's what 50 something right now um you know hey we'll be like sitting here a few years from now being oh hey another tarantino movie remember these 10 great ones um but uh i mean do you have any i mean are you're a tarantino fan right yeah i mean i I he's he's made some good movies i don't i don't mind them um i mean my favorite one probably has to be Django Unchained. Love that movie. Um, that's probably my favorite movie by him. I don't know. Which one, Django Unchained? Yeah. Uh, I got to go yeah, with... And, Paul, and Pulp Fiction's good. <laughs> Pulp Fiction's up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah Pulp Fiction. Um, I I always switch between Inglorious Bastards and Reservoir Dogs. You know, and I always forget Inglorious Bastards. Oh, I mean, I love that movie. I mean, for Christoph Waltz alone... Just yeah. his his performance my, alone. Change, well, Christopher Waltz and Django Unchained was awesome. Yeah, too. no, he was good. Was, I mean, it's it's toss up between those two. He won Best Supporting Actor uh, Oscars for both roles, but uh, but yeah, just him as uh, Hans Landa, which uh, Tarantino said at this festival too that Hans Landa, played by Christoph Waltz, the the Nazi, um, was his 
his favorite character he's ever written. He thinks it's his best character ever written. I totally agree. Um, but yeah, his, his films are, um, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill as one movie, Death Proof, Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained, and The Hateful Eight. So two more, but, um, but yeah, I, I I like that idea. But anyways, it's just interesting that he he's still you know on that same. Hey, this is I'm done at ten, so at least he's staying consistent. Um, what uh, what do we have next? Oh yeah, we have some more news on the monster Universal monster movie news. Uh, obviously, we talked about this for a while. Um, we have. Uh, Tom Cruise, who's going to be in the Mummy movies, Johnny Depp in The Invisible Man, uh, Angelina Jolie's in talks for things, possibly. We have Scarlett Johansson's in talks for things. But now we have an even... Um, did I miss someone? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, yep. Uh, for hot. Do- Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yep. Yeah, it seems like every other week we have <laughs> news about this. But now it looks like... We have someone in talks for Frankenstein's monster, and that would be the one and only Javier Bardem. Um, I don't think anything's confirmed yet, but he's in talks to play Frankenstein's monster. What do you think about this? You know, you know, what's funny is literally two things we know we're going to usually talk about: Monster Universe, Dwayne, aka The Rock Johnson, playing in another movie role. I can't say I'm surprised that we're we're bringing up another news article about this. Um, I know. Hey, man. You know, it's funny because, you know, originally they were looking at him. Uh, they were courting him to play Dr. Jekyll before Russell Crowe signed on. That's where they were floating around. Oh, okay, around. yeah. So it's just funny that he passed on that. And now he's going to be Frankenstein. Um, man, I'll tell you what. Universal, <laughs> they're just knocking out of the park as far as actors go. I, I mean, know. You're getting top A-list actors. Fill in some major roles. I mean, it's either going to be a big hit, or I think it's going to be a failure. I don't think it's going to be something in between, but right now, I don't see how they're going to miss. I feel like these names are hitting it right out of the park. I mean, at least with the acting, their ability, acting-wise, they should be able to, to knock this stuff out. So, if that happens, I mean, I'm all for it right now. I'm actually getting pretty pretty hyped on this. Yeah, I mean, with no. all these, these actors and... Like I said, if they can snag Angelina Jolie or Scarlett Johansson, I'm like, that's that's pretty Hollywood gold right there. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would hope so, but I mean, they had uh, Robert De Niro play Frankenstein's monster uh, with Francis Ford Coppola directing back in uh, what was in 19, I think it was 1990ish, um, and that was a huge <laughs> failure. But this, you know, modern times, I think they can really pull this off. I think Javier Bardem would be a great choice for that. He could, you know, put his own unique take on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's not Frankenstein the Doctor. It's Frankenstein's monster, so I don't know how much of a, you know, spin he can put on it. But, I mean, it's interesting to think that who would actually play, Frank, you know, Dr. Frankenstein. Um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so, I mean, you would think that would be, you know... Another A-list actor. Yeah, yeah, so that... That would be that's cool to think about it in itself, but yeah, it's just cool that I love that they're revamping this whole. The more I hear about it, I just love that they're revamping this whole universe and you know are trying to build something special here. And like I said, it's almost like you know, as I'm reading this article, 
you know, Crow's Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, supposed to appear in another monster movie before he gets his own. So, I mean, you're going to have a lot of cross-pollinating movies, it looks like. Tom Cruise is supposed to be the face, I think, of the franchise. So, we'll probably see him, I'm assuming, pop in a bunch of different movies. Yeah. Um, and so, I'm excited. I'm excited for this, 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 as far as this monster, I mean, as far as this universe, I'm, I'm excited for it. And The Mummy's the first one that comes out, right? Yes. And that that's got to be done that's filming soon. That's close to wrapping. Actually, if it didn't, I might. Have, I think it might actually finished wrapping up production, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, um, that's so, that's awesome. And yeah, that comes out what later next year, 2017. Date for that. The film is due out June 9, 2017. Yeah. So. so. Yeah. Twenty. Yeah. So I'm actually pretty excited. Like I said, for that. And, uh, yeah, wow, I was totally wrong. Why did I think Francis Ford Coppola directed that? He might have produced it. But, uh, yeah, he, he produced it. My bad. Uh, the the Frankenstein movie with uh, Robert De Niro. Um, but that was in 1994. But, yeah, total. It was terrible. Um, but, anyways, all right, now are we going to do that or Cutting Room Floor? Whatever, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's do the email question. We have an email uh, we received. Obviously, we had to pick from a few. We decided with this one because it's kind of fun. And I mean, a lot of a lot of the questions were great and fun. Just this is the one we chose. So, what uh, what do we got this week? Well, I'm gonna skim through this because they did tell us a lot about themselves, which was cool. We complete. I don't know if you want your personal stuff set over <laughs> the uh, internet, but. I'll get to the just of it. Dear Blockbuster cast, if you could only watch one movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Don't think too hard. LOL. She must know how much we like. I I, I ponder over this stuff. Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. From Alexandria, and she is from Florida. Thank you, Alexandria, for the question. Uh, I'll let you <laughs> tackle this one first because I don't know. Man, a movie. I would, so I can only watch one watch movie the rest one of my movie life. For the rest of your life. Oh, That's a man. hard yeah. question. I mean, because you, you know, I kind of want to go with you know a quality movie, but then at the same time, you know, I want to maybe pick comedy because you want something that always makes you laugh. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you, I will say what her movie was because she wrote that at the beginning. Her movie was Princess Bride. Oh, that's a good choice. Good actually, choice. Okay. it's a very good choice. Um, hmm. I mean, I mean, the obvious choices, you know, Godfather, uh, Goodfellas, for me, Taxi Driver. Um, but I, I just, I, I don't know if I could take watching that over and over, and that's the only movie I could watch. So I'm, I'm leaning towards comedy right now. So why don't you go ahead and talk a little while? Why I think about do I have <laughs> to talk a little? Because you already know that's what she's talking about. Don't think too hard. Well, I thanks know, a lot, I know. Um. Hmm. Something that's great, <laughs> but not I, I, right now. The mood I'm in, I would take. This is sound stupid because it's just the kind of mood I'm in. I would I would almost say Captain America: Civil War because I had a yeah. little bit of everything in it right now. Yeah, and there's at least comedy. There's action. There's there serious is. spots. There's a I lot. mean, that's not like an Academy Award movie, but I'm in it. I don't want something that's so drama filled that I just get depressed eventually. Week, f- yeah, exactly. Eighty of watching it, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, so a movie you have to watch over and over. Not doesn't have to be best movie of all time. So I'm gonna go with, oh, uh, I'm gonna go with Super Bad. 
Something okay. about that movie. Just uh-huh. well, I, that I laugh every time I, I watch you it. I say Starship just... Troopers myself. But, uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, not so much. Not so, I was I was thinking maybe Star Wars, but I don't know. It just you, you never know what, it's not, uh, uh, Star Wars. I could I could pick, you know, any, anything from Episode Four through Six. I wouldn't have a problem. With. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back. I guess if I had to pick that, but yeah, definitely. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go super bad. Uh, yeah, just uh, ever since I saw that movie, so it's always stuck with me. I, I compare every comedy that comes out since then to that, and uh, yeah, I, just, I actually just watched it like last month and laughed just as hard as the first time. So I mean, Step Brothers or Silver Wars? Yeah, Step Brothers is good too. But yeah, I, mean, I can only pick one. So that's guess. what I'm going with. So I guess I'm gonna go with Silver War right now. Good question, though. Good great question. question. And Princess Bride. I, I mean, yeah, Princess Bride's a, a great good, choice too. That was too. a good choice. Yep. I would have, I would have considered that. So, thank this you. is this is very weird, but uh, one. <laughs> I don't know if it's really a guilty pleasure, but uh, one movie I just love watching every time it's on, and someone else just put it on is <laughs> Father of the Bride Part Two with Steve Martin and Diane Keaton. Something about <laughs> that movie, I just. I, uh, I just love watching it. it I, I'm not surprised. It's very comforting. You, you, I don't know. You, you just probably something. watch it while you're playing Pokemon Go, <laughs> drinking some tea. Yeah, but but it's not the movie I would watch. You know, for the rest of my life, I'm going with Superbad. So, and that's my answer. So, okay, well, Alexandria, thank you once again for the yes, question. thank we you very much. It. Great question. Great question indeed. All right, and now it is time for a segment we call the cutting room floor. Brandon's just going to go over a few topics that happen throughout the week quickly. You know, just you know, nothing we want to really discuss. Just want to let you guys know, uh, Brandon. What do we? I'm stalling, by the way, because I'm trying to pull up the music. We are stalling. <laughs> so. Brandon, what do yes, I like to eat sandwiches? Sandwiches. So, Brandon, yeah, go ahead with some cutting room floor. Well, this is a little bit older news, but we've been on a couple of weeks. Not even movie related. Uh, the Russo brothers, who directed Captain America: Civil War, coming out with the Warriors for a Netflix TV show. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Let's classic. see it. Check out the Warriors, people, if you haven't watched it yet. Come out and play. 1979 classic. New rumor. Sony planning a Silver Sable movie. Do you know who Silver Sable is? She mm-hmm. is a Spider-Man character, almost a female version of Punisher. Big in the Spider-Man universe. Would be cool to see on the movie screen if they did it. Yes, please. Warner Brothers, apparently, courting Star Trek Beyond director Justin Lin to helm their live-action Akira movie. Have you ever seen that? No. Great Japanese anime movie. Hopefully it comes out. You need to watch that. Yeah, I'll put it on my list. Who could have played Wonder Woman before Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, now that my buddy here, uh, thanks Benjamin, uh, <laughs> I hate you. I just, you know, wanted you to. Christina Hendricks. Oh, for Mad Men? Mad Men. Originally, ah. if uh, the director they were looking at before had his way, she would have been his Wonder Woman. Interesting. You already have some. What do you, what, I mean, I, what, what do you think? I, 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 see I, just, I just can't see her as Wonder Woman. I don't know. It's just. Doesn't. I mean, even just the, the physique and the. The way she, I, 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 I can't see it. Well, I mean, some of the people that she was in uh, competition with at the time, you got to think about this was, was almost a decade. 
you got Angelina Jolie and Catherine Zeta-Jones were the other two mainline competitions for her at that point. Out of all those, yeah, I think Catherine Zeta-Jones I could see the most out of those. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> um, well, Mr. Tyrese Gibson, we've talked about this before, confirms he will be back for Transformers the last night. Oh, snap. So we have was now... Because he, he, he wasn't in the last one, right? No, nobody from the original one was in the last one. Oh, so yeah. you got Josh Dumel coming back, and now Tyrese Gibson confirms he will be back. And Alicia the Vikander... She finally released her day for Tomb Raider. It looks like Warner Brothers has her mindset on March 16th, 2018. We will get our first look at Tomb Raider, the reboot. Wow. And that is all we have for the cutting room floor. Nice. Very cool. Man. Yeah, I mean, obviously we missed a lot of news the last couple of weeks, but actually not a lot happened really. I mean, it wasn't really big big news stories the last couple of weeks. I'm sure there's there was a couple that we missed over the last, but we'll be consistent uh now. I don't think we have any any plans coming up where we'll miss a show, so um appreciate you guys bearing with us and sticking around. Um I'm going to throw a curveball at Brandon right now. Um we're just going to do one trivia question each. That's what we're going to do. No, let's do two. Let's do two trivia. Because we usually do five each. Let's do two trivia questions. I picked my two. Brandon, go ahead and pick your questions. We're going to do two trivia questions because we got time. Why not? Um, We have two cards each, each with three questions on it. I'm going to give Brandon a number. He's going to ask me the corresponding question. And I'm going to try to answer um, the said question. Obviously, it has to do with movies. Um, Brandon, uh, I'm going to pick question number one. What movie involved Tijuana, the DEA, Javier Rodriguez? Um, Hmm, Interesting. The Mexican... No, which I was kind of bouncing around myself. Traffic. Oh, yes, man. You know, since you picked one, I will go with one as well, sir. What movie involves cross-dressing, three men, and Chi-Chi Rodriguez? Is that the two Wong Fu, thank you for everything, or two one Chu, two Wong Fu, two Wong Yes, I'll give it to you. Two Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newman. All right. Wish I picked more than two. Well, I'll pick. Ah, uh, I'm gonna go with number one again. This, if you don't get this one, this vacuum. Uh, which actress appeared in all the following films: The Faculty, Wild Wild West, and Dogma? The fa- oh man, she is gorgeous. Wild Wild West. Oh, uh, Selma Hayek. Yes. Phew. Yes. All right. What's uh, for your... I'll go with two. All right. Name the movie soundtrack that includes Chim Chim Cherie and a Spoonful of Sugar. Mary Poppins. That is correct. <laughs> Do you want to go in one more? <laughs> a spoonful of sugar makes it Oh, man. Down. All right. Congratulations on your win on two questions. Two easy questions. Um, 
Actually, I that first one, I don't know how you got. I would have never gotten that question, right? Holy crap. Foo Too Wong Fu, thanks for everything. That man. was was who was in that Kurt no, it was John Lagazamo, right? No, who was the three people I'm in that? Gonna look Wesley it up. Snipes? No. Let's see. Right, so you say Wesley Snipes, John Liguizamo. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. No, I don't know. Let's see. I don't know. Let's I'm see. just kinda dabbing Let's at see stuff. See how you did. Um two Wong, can you give people our Twitter? No, I can't. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I was trying to pull something up, and he's like, "Oh no." Um. Anyways, because well, you're, you're the Twitter guy who does it so perfectly good, and you, I butcher it. So. You were right about Wesley Snipes and John Leguizamo. Um, Kurt Russell, you got that mixed up, I believe. Actually. It was Patrick Swayze. Oh, okay. I could see how you get that mixed up, but that's I, I'd say that's a tie now because you mixed that up. So get out of here. We tied. Get out of here. Guys believe that. But anyways, follow us on Twitter. Uh, ask us questions. You know, uh, for the show. Um, give us suggestions. Any topics you want us to talk about? Our Twitter is at blockbustercast. Um, and our email, you can email us questions at bbentertainmentcast at gmail.com. Follow our blog, which I'll be trying to post more. Again, I, I saw Mike and Dave need wedding dates, on, uh, and that's that review's on there. I also saw Central Intelligence in the Shallows, finally. Um, I'll try to put a review on there, which, you know, we're talking three, three, four-week-old movies. But, hey, I, I like to do it, so check out our blog blockbustermentalityblog.wordpress.com uh, Brandon, what's your Twitter handle? It is Big Papa BBcast. That's B-I-G-P-A-P-P-A B-B-C-A-S-T at Twitter. Very good. And mine is simply at B-C-Cord. Alright guys, well thank you so much for joining us again. Again, sorry we've been uh, away uh, for a couple weeks, but yeah, again, we're back. We're not going anywhere now. Do you have any plans that I don't know about? I'm fighting the Zika virus. <laughs> there you have it. Brandon is fighting the Zika virus. But, again, thanks, you guys, all for the support. And uh, we'll definitely catch you guys next week. Probably have some. Uh, we're going to talk about the Rogue One trailer, which comes out today. Can't wait for that. Mm -hmm. It's three minutes long. Hopefully have some Darth Vader. Uh, I hope so. Next week, you know, we might have some more. You know, have a Comic-Con feature or something like okay. that. Talk about that. And then the week after that, we'll talk about all the stuff that happened at Comic-Con, I'm sure. But, uh, but yeah, that's a little preview for what's to come later on this month. Hopefully get a Power Rangers trailer. Yeah. Did you see the new images today I of saw, all the characters? Yes, I did. And I saw an image of Trini getting choked up by Rita. That was oh, yeah, I amazing. saw that, too. Oh, yeah. that's So, yeah, looks looks pretty cool. Everything's crazy we how we broke these stories well i shouldn't say broke these stories we talk about we you know, spoke about these stories and now they're all forming which is always exciting so all right brandon any final thoughts are we uh did i miss something uh just upcoming movies box office <laughs> oh wow yeah i was ready to wrap up the show thank you for reminding me this week we have coming out obviously ghostbusters um, and the infiltrator with uh, Brian Cranston. So, Brandon, where do you see the uh, the box office falling this weekend? Well, first of all, um, I see the top two spots being extremely close, uh, really close. I think Ghostbusters goes number one by a slim margin. Personally, I see the Secret Life of Pets drop to two. 
Um, and everything pretty much falls down in order after that. I, I got Tarzan at three, Dory at four, Mike and Dave at five. As much as I hate saying this, I don't see Infiltrator breaking top five myself. Um, I would love for it to happen, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, it's, um, same here. It's just one of those movies where I honestly, I can say, <laughs> and I go by what I see on TV, like when I called the Free State of Jones. Trailer-wise, barely see any trailers for Infiltrator. I don't think I've seen many trailers yeah. at all. Yeah, um, it's, it's just been... from like besides watching it for us, our show. But without advertisement, what do you you don't how do you expect people to go to the movies? I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Exactly. Granted, we're, we're we're in the state of Florida. I don't know what's going on in other states, but um, I have I can't honestly say I have not seen a trailer on TV for the Infiltrator myself. No, no. Um, I mean... So that's why I just, I'm in. And that's how I based my my thing on Free State of Jones because there's no trailers. I feel like top five pretty much stays the same with the addition of Ghostbusters. And I, I want another quick shout out on that. It came out today. Box office uh, for the Ghostbusters. They're not going to play it in China, which is a huge blow. Yeah. That's no. Something. Yeah, definitely. So um, yeah, for their worldwide numbers. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's very interesting. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I pretty much have the same list as you. Yeah. In, 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 on top of it, Infiltrators is, is at, at about more than, or should say Ghostbusters is at more than half the amount of theaters that Infiltrators at. So it's not playing everywhere. Um, so yeah, I'm actually going to say Secret Life of Pets stays on top. Okay. And then Ghostbusters and then Tarzan, Dory, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. So our one and two are flip-flopped. So... We'll see who wins that. I mean, you've had all the luck since we've been doing this podcast uh, with your predictions, but I'm thinking I'm going to win this week. But we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, dude. Like I said, independent yeah. movies are dominant. No, it's so. it's going to be tight. I mean, either way, I mean, it's it's going to be neck and neck. I think we're going to see, you know, five million dollar difference. Even you know, yeah. we'll so we'll we'll see. Um, so yeah, that's now that is that our show now. That Am is, I good to wrap it up? We're good to wrap <laughs> wrap it up. Wrap it up. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we actually had chances to see well, Infiltrator and Ghostbusters earlier on this week, and just again and being sick, busy, and, and yeah, sick vacations. It's been crazy, but uh, we'll try to get to more screeners for you guys so we get early reviews for you. And, uh, yeah, totally. I d- definitely want to see Infiltrator either way. I'm going to go see that, and I'll eventually see Ghostbusters too. But, uh, all right, guys, any final thoughts, Brandon? No, just enjoy your work day, enjoy your weekend. And, uh,. all right all right again that's our show thanks so much for joining us we'll see you guys next week grab your popcorn grab your snacks we'll see you guys at the movies